Garrahy and you're listening to Theron and Friends. Welcome back to this, our sixth episode. And thank you so much for all of your engagement with the show so far. It's been so lovely to get DMs. I actually didn't put up a question box this week. There you go now. That's a failing on my part. I'm going to do that today for this episode. And I'd love to know uh, how you've been finding each and every episode so far this season. We've been getting emails into Theron and Friends at gmail.com. I know we've asked for you to get in touch if you wanted some advice or wisdom or knowledge from Alison Keating, our psychologist we've had on the show. It's been amazing to have people open up and share their experiences. And even it's prompted people to finally you know reach out to a therapist something they may have been mulling over and so to get that feedback has just been fab also Pam and I are delighted to know after last week's episode that we are not alone when it comes to morphing into our mothers and Alva of course shared her tips and tricks when you are pregnant early days trying to conceal it and a lot of people appreciated that as well so look we're all just we're all a big happy family over here in Darren and Friends it's all going swimmingly coming up today Mark is back. Oh, well, isn't that just not joke of ice tea down my breastuses? Oh, well, isn't that just tickling the nipples all dandy and such? What you've just heard will make sense in a few minutes' time. And I'm also chuffed to welcome the brilliant Paula Callan to the podcast this week. She is a great friend and makeup artist extraordinaire. It was probably the best way to do someone's makeup because she was so still. I was like, this is amazing. This season of Theron and Friends is brought to you by FNF fashion at Tesco. Revamp your wardrobe for less with FNF's collection of seasonal staples, bold colours and gorgeous lightweight pieces. I'm so chuffed to tell you that our friends at FNF have given us a Tesco gift card worth 500 euro to spend in store. Who doesn't love a good gift card to go towards some new wardrobe bits? To be in with a chance of getting your hands on it, just head over to my Instagram at Theringarhi. You'll see a post with my recent haul of FNF bits including a gorgeous pink dress, a play suit, love a good play suit, and another blouse from their linen rich collection. Like the post, tag your friend in it and follow at FNF clothing and I'll pick a winner on Sunday the 23rd of July. Simple. Good luck. FNF Fashion at Tesco, available in over 80 stores nationwide. All right, let's get into it. It's Mark. That look that I do. The, the, you do this look when we're in <laughs> settings when I've made a joke and it's this real. It's like the <laughs> mum in Million Dollar Baby. Do you know her? There's a scene in Million Dollar Baby where the boxer, Hilary Swank, <laughs> buys her mum a house and the mum goes, it's got, it's like a peculiar look of hurt, confusion and dismay at the same time and anger. And she goes, why'd you have to buy me a house? I could have done with the money. Okay. It's a relatively obscure thing to latch onto, but that's what me and my younger sister did back then. You get this look on your face whenever we're in groups, right? It's the quintessential, like, do you remember if you were a child mm. and you'd be over in your cousin's house and your mum would be like, Mark, it's time to go. And you'd be like juggling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And your mum would be like, stop showing off. Yeah. That was the worst thing in the world. Your mum calling you out for showing off. Oh, good stuff. You've just ruined my life, mum. <laughs> Now answer the fucking question. Where's my pogo stick and my fire breathing kit? <laughs> being, is... co- being called out and uh, showing off was the worst. But if I am ever showing off, you, you've got the look now. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. You get this look on your face and it's real like, oh, oh, well, isn't that just pleasant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, isn't that just a warm, a warm cup of afternoon pie? I don't know. It's, it's, it's the most annoying thing when I'm genuinely just like, Mark, stop it now. You're pushing it. And that's the look that I give. Yeah. And you respond by going, 
Oh, isn't that just a little warm cup of cocoa oh. on a cold winter's night? I just burst out laughing. Oh, well, isn't that just not joke of iced tea down my breastuses? Oh, well, isn't that just tickling the nipples all dandy and such? Oh, well, isn't oh, my breeches leaking now? <laughs> Sorry. Did you just land on him? Is it... <laughs> but there is, there is that look that is, you, you get it as a child from your mum where you'd be acting the maggot and you'd be all jokey joke and she'd go, Mark, it's time for dinner and you go, shove it up your boobies. <laughs> and she'd give you a look as if to say, you do realise that we have to bring you home. We used to get a squeeze off our mum. We would just get a little arm squeeze as much as to say, one more second of that out of you and you're in the car. <laughs> yeah, the be- sorry, being in the car. That was my childhood. <laughs> being put into the car. And after about five minutes, you'd lose energy from banging up with the scratching <laughs> on the back window. Clawing like Bertie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a single guy on the like button when he's hung over. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> What? Single guys lying... I've never been single. I've never done this. But imagine a single guy lying in bed, hung over on a Sunday morning. Literally the explore page. <laughs> bikini shot. If there's so much as a sniff of a bikini. <laughs> by the way... <laughs> Do you ever notice that on Instagram? A girl has like 15 pictures of her. Like bikini, bang, 1,500 likes. Yeah. Lunch in Santorini, wearing a shawl, 1,700 likes. <laughs> I don't know, uh, down in Sea Point, and it's missing the sun, even though it's the middle of November. She's in a bikini, right? A one piece. 1,700 likes. Yeah. Picture of her and her boyfriend on his graduation, 43. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Damien's made an appearance. I'd say you were flat out on the likes when you were single. No. No, I actually wasn't. I was less of a... I used to think, maybe if I don't like them, that will... That will get the women. Maybe if I... Maybe if I don't like their pictures, they'll be so overcome with awe and... Maybe the enigmatic approach will work. Mark, you're still wanking. (laughs) None of this has worked, Mark. You're very rarely able to completely judge a book by its cover. Yeah. However, and I've famously always said that there are two places in which you can judge a book by its cover. Go on. And you can take people exactly the way they are in that situation and judge them forever. Number one, and I'm aware of the complications of me saying this, but a free bar. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, that you couldn't be more wrong. I, the way that somebody behaves in a free bar. I fully, fully agree. But... But top shelf whiskey, guys also pretending to like whiskey. You or, don't. Or to know the you difference. Do, it's like, oh, I know the difference. A good Guinness, a bad Guinness. It's all just Guinness. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And also people who order cocktails at the top of bars. I realised this last night. I was on Dunleary Pier, right? Sunniest night of the year. Couldn't see his head in the cloud in the sky, okay? And then there's a queue about, like, a, f- <laughs> having a stroke. There's, like, a queue of about 500 people for 99s. This utter gobshite gets the top of the queue. Could I get three espressos and a latte? Are you joking me? I- <laughs> get out, Dad. That- you cannot... <laughs> That's the equivalent of it in a busy pub on match day going up, can I get three strawberry sun- sunrises yeah, no. and a cosmopolitan yeah, light? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a cosmopolitan. Don't. <laughs> but like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I think you can judge people on free bars, at free bars. Okay, and the other thing is what? Airports. The way that people can behave in airports is interesting because there's no accountability. Yeah. 
you're never going to see these people again. That's true. You're never so, going to be in that exact, yeah, that situation with those people ever, ever again. again. So you can behave like an absolute animal. Queuing is the, is the first instance. You're queuing for a drink or a packet of crisps for seventeen fifty, and you get some somebody just elbowing you in an oafish manner because they don't care. Yeah. And I mean, me and you disagree about lots of things, right? Mm. And the way that we approach life is very different. I stress about the minor things and the major things and the middle things. <laughs> I stress a lot. You are much more relaxed and calm in your sort of, in your approach to life. The one thing that we will agree on generally mm. is poor body uh, hygiene. Hygiene. Yeah. And <laughs> let us preface this by saying some people have problems. Some people are just completely oblivious and that's fine. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like a few weeks ago, we were flying from Paris to Portugal. Mm. I, was ent- I was entering the plane and you're about 50 people back because we'd had an argument at Juicy Free oh, yeah. over where to get coffee. So I was bored in the plane. Set. You were first. You were first getting the plane and I was last. Um, but there was a woman standing behind me and she just kept doing this. <sighs> out loud. And like... I could smell her breath. So gross. It was the most disgusting thing. Oh, I've got nothing against the French, but I don't want the fucking onion soup <laughs> like engulfing me as I'm about to get onto a plane. I'm already riddled with irrational nerves as is. <laughs> They're not that irrational, Mark. You're just, you're not a great flyer. No. I'm not great up in the air or on land. Do you know how I knew? <laughs> I knew that... One day I'll find my medium, sorry. I knew that I wasn't going to get the ick from you at all because... If we could survive a plane with the way you behave, and if I didn't get the ick from that, I knew we were probably potentially going to be in it for the long haul. Potentially. People drive me up the wall, okay? And when you have to walk behind somebody who gets onto an airplane, okay? No, Mark, I'm talking about you flying. With your little eye mask and your little ear things. And and the way I have to squeeze the little inside of your thumb. That's not my thumb, babes. (laughs) Nice one. Brilliant. You could have said Thai at least. And the way you listen to the meditations and you have to do the breathing and like, you just look like a little old lady and I didn't get the ick. Well, so I'm glad. Like, it must be a good thing. Well, we can get to the serenity, but first, can I just like, when you are walking down a plane <laughs> and you're one of those people that you look up and down at every single seat number, even though you're sitting in 28D. <laughs> You're at the as back. As soon as you're on the plane, you're there. <laughs> you're in 28, 11, Darren. But yeah, I look, I'm not a good flyer. I, did I ever tell you about the flying with confidence course I had to do? No. Oh, God. So I started getting panic attacks on planes back in like 2014. Yeah. And I then stopped flying uh, for about a year. I didn't get in a plane. And where was the last place that you were stuck before you stopped flying? Dublin. All oh, right, Okay. <laughs> I thought there might Atlantis. Be, I thought there might be a joke <laughs> well, yeah, in that. There would have been. I went on a city break to Barcelona and ended up having to stay there for three years. <laughs> Fuck, that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's funny. Like, <laughs> fuck you, Mark. You fucking, we can all go on these rants with our arms in the air. Like, that was fucking funny. Fucking dickhead. Oh, oh. Rage that he didn't make the he joke. I can't think of anything now. It's like how to combat the inner rage at missing the joke. No, um, good girl. No, that's <laughs> the hatred. Yeah, like, yeah, rage. Okay, we'll deal sorry. with this later. Yeah. Uh, sorry, babes. I'm sweat, dripping with sweat. My tatines. There's like a layer of Evian under each breast. Genuinely, look at that. 
You quit smoking and you just devour pastries. These cross-on hybrid things with like cinnamon, morning buns. Since when is that a fucking thing, by the way? Anyway, I started getting panic attacks on planes uh, and it was really bad. And I did the worst thing which you do with any phobia is I like developed avoidance behavior. So I just stopped going on airplanes near airports. But eventually uh, I'd moved to London. I was back in London after doing this sort of ping pong between Dublin and London for like most of my 20s. I was back in London and I just had to fly. I because I, I used to get the ferry over and everything. Long story short, my girlfriend at the time. Oh. Easy. Oh, oh great. They're in friends and extended exes. <laughs> like. <laughs> so anyway, I was living in London at the time and I developed this fear of flying and I knew that I had to do something about it. It's called British Airways Flying with Confidence. Right. And basically it's a, it's a two day long course that you do if you suffer from flight related things. <laughs> Sorry to say the bang of privilege of this course. <laughs> so basically they bring you up and down. And it, go. You go out, you start off with the PJ just to get you relaxed <laughs> and they make sure the Fiji waters replenish like... For anyone to part ways with their money and an airline and for it to not be a trip is just <laughs> the bang of privilege is so beyond belief. Well, I'm about to... Yeah, I know. So I did the research <laughs> on, on BA. Like, we decided to go with BA in the end <laughs> just because BA and big anxiety, like, I guess it sort of worked. And, like, Ryanair do do a course, but I don't know if people who go on holidays in Tenerife get... Like anxiety, you do that. Surely they have like other things to worry about now. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. <laughs> the anyway, I know that you're judging it, but it was actually a beautiful two days. How much was it? It wasn't that expensive. How much was it, Mark? Two hundred eighty pounds. But you get two, you you get the value towards a flight afterwards. So anyway, you get brought out to uh, you have to go out to Heathrow Airport at seven a.m. on a Saturday morning. There's a big conference with the pilot, with the, like a engineer who explains the me- mechanics of flight. None of that bothered me. Okay, I don't think the plane is going to crash. Okay, I don't think the plane is going to drop out of the sky. For me, it's a fear of the existential type. It's that I am trapped mid air, thirty thousand feet. I can't get out. At the root of it all, I'm not in control. Right. And a lack of acceptance. Okay. Being in my life, okay? Yeah. So they, they talk you through that and then you can ask any questions about the flight. And apparently, the, the one in three people, by the way, have extreme flight anxiety. One in three? One in three. So whenever they're coming on a plane and you're walking down. Take a look around. Take, oh, why don't you take one big look at it? <laughs> Chomp a bit of reality dust off the bar. Anyway, <laughs> ha, one in three people, one in three people suffer from flight anxiety. I'll have you know. Okay. And... The time that most people get afraid during flights is just after the ascent, when you go up, just when the plane levels out. Right. You know, when the plane yeah, sort of levels in, you get the, get the feet in your stomach. So there is like, so that's the time that people get afraid. So they talk you through all of this. And then there's like questions and, questions and answers. And everyone's going, oh, what happens if this was to happen? And is turbulence actually bad? And, yeah. you know, then this one woman put up her hand and was like, uh, yes, you remember a few years ago, the uh, Italian pilot like crashed the plane into the cliff. And there was like that sort of, yeah. And the pilot was like, yeah, yeah, I do remember. And she was like, well, like, what do you have to prevent that happening ever again? And he goes, well, I'm beguiled by this weird accent of yours because it seems to be a bit of everything and not yet anything at the same time. Anyway, to answer your question, dear lady, um, well, we have a series of mental health checks for all of our pilots and all of our staff to ensure that they're in the best, you know, Nick, nick and ability to fly without whatever. And then she goes, Yes, but do you maybe have a remote control down at the base that you can just use if he decides to go off course? And he was like, 
well, no, we haven't quite re- developed remote control <laughs> Boeing 737s, dear lady. And then she was like, well, what's stopping another man doing oh, that? And he was like, well, free will. Like, how long do you have? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So then they have to bring you, after the conference, they bring you up in the sky. But we all had to wear these high-vis jackets and they actually bring you through security because it's part of the anxiety is to like, to go through, to the, go through the whole thing. And like we all had to go through holding hands. They didn't ask us to hold hands. I insisted. <laughs> Come on, dear lady. Let's talk about free will. <laughs> but we all had to walk through yeah. the Heathrow Terminal 1 in these bloody high-vis jackets and they bring you in. They have it up in the gate, but they have it as like nowhere. Aww. And there's a gate that we all have to sit at. And then they, they just Did bring you work? up. They bring you up in the plane around. Here's the thing, though. As I was going through duty-free holding hands, I saw a French girl I was on a Tinder date with about three weeks beforehand. And she was just like, you told me you were in the music industry and cool. <laughs> I mean, this is a lie. Like, it's just, you fucking spoof out. You are an idiot. <laughs> and you're in the here, high biz. Here, do you want to talk about free will? You go. <laughs> Chat to her beside the Toblerones. She's French. She'll love it. You know what I mean? To be honest, I'm still not over the fear of flying. No, what is it? Flying with confidence course. <laughs> Fly- the flying with confidence course revelation on the show this week. But look, if you have a fear of flying, isn't it good to know? Maybe you can Google it. Now, prepare yourself, brace yourself for a change in speed, change in tempo, change in energy. As we step into the zen of Paula Callan's world with her gorgeous, soothing voice and her best bridal disaster story. I want to do a little bit of a recap on where or how we first met. So I had actually seen you do a makeup demo before down in Clare. um, But I hadn't, we didn't get to talk that day at all. And I remember the VIP Style Awards were coming up and it was the first time I was invited. Very scared and nervous. And I remember, um, I remember in all, okay, in all the times I've had my makeup done or had had up to that point, which is probably, I think it was like 2016, 2017. Mm. I just always felt it's great to get your makeup done. But, and and certain parts of it you might like, but you can look in the mirror and more often than not go, I actually don't know if I look like me for this event. And you look back on photos or like Deb's photos and you kind of go, oh God. And then I remember Avian being like, but you haven't had your face done by Paula Callum. That's and I, so lovely. <laughs> it's the truth. She's dope. This is just a fangirl <laughs> podcast um, for Paula. But uh, anyway, I remember going into Callum and Co. Hmm your salon at the time and sitting up on the on the high stool thing and I remember just from the get-go we just had the crack the crack we did we just laughed <laughs> we had a great fun with similar sense of humour mm. and the way you painted my face I was like oh my god and to this day Ava Nav and I always say Paula does Disney princess eyes I love that was I the first person to say that to you? yes I love that but do you get what I mean? I do because I see it when I I don't know whether it, I don't know whether it's just with you and the girls, but like maybe other people feel the same. I don't know. Oh no, I see it on other people as well. I mean, look at Jen and Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, true. Like proper princess. Do you know what it is? I think because for me, I love eyes, and that's the main thing that I like. Your eyes are the window to your soul, apparently. So yeah, <laughs> I always want the eyes to pop. Yeah. And then once your skin and your eyes look good, for me, everything else is going to be amazing. So like I was only saying this to someone recently. It's like it was someone's Nana at a wedding. She turned around and she said to me, oh, God, I could watch you all day. It's like watching someone painting a picture. Yeah. And I said, well, you know what? That's kind of what I feel like I'm doing. It's like 
I'm not looking and a lot of people like they don't know what to do when you're you're so in someone's space when you're doing their makeup you know you're right up there in their face and yeah. sometimes they're like <laughs> they don't know what to do with themselves you know <laughs> so I'm kind of like oh god don't worry I'm not looking at you like that yeah I'm looking at e- each individual thing that I'm doing the canvas and I kind of get lost in it so it's like I'm not looking at you or because then someone will go, oh, God, don't mind that spot. And you've done it yourself. Loads of times. <laughs> I'm, I'm like riddled in cold sores at the moment. I'm like, Stop oh, Paula it. can see my cold sores. No one sees that stuff. <laughs> no one. I say yeah. this to people all the time. It's like when someone looks at you, they're looking at the overall picture. Yeah. It's like when you look at a painting. Do you go right into the painting and see some tiny little detail and go, oh, that's wrong? Yeah. You know, you, you stand back and you go, wow. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And that's why, like, even when I'm doing someone's face, I kind of stand back and I squint. and <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God, the whole time. <laughs> yes. Or you my know fa- that face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My favorite is when you're like, eventually, eventually you'll be like, okay, you're done. And then if I'm like, okay, Grant. Um, and then I'm like, no, no. Yeah. Or I'm like, I actually have half an hour to spare. And you're like, oh, perfect. And you just pick up the brushes again. I'm like, so was I done or was I not? <laughs> just like there are other things we can add I'm never done yeah I'm never done it was so nice to do Dancing with the Stars and know that you were going to be in the makeup room Hmm. knowing you it was so nice to have you there as well like the buzz of it I know and I had never met Sheen before um oh my god but didn't we just have the best room it's just the best crack yeah but for the first show of Dancing with Stars I couldn't even speak I knew you were nervous yeah yeah I knew you were nervous, so I was like, I'm just going to stay quiet and let you do your thing. Because I was like, you know, we're in there, you know, we vibe off each other as well. Yeah. So I knew I was there to give you support, but I didn't want to overdo it. Yeah. And I was so excited for you. Like, it was just that show, I think, that first show with you and Jen. It was like the start of something special. Do you think? Oh, my God. Absolutely. No, it really was. Yeah. And as much as I miss Nicky, because Nicky was great on the show. I loved him to bits. Like, yeah. And he's such a character. Lovely person. And you know what? Like everyone missed him. There was no like, you know, oh, we Nicky's gone. Let's forget about him. You yeah. Know, everyone was kind of like, oh, I miss Nicky. But then you came in and the dynamic of you and Jen and Lorraine and all the girls and then like the two boys. I don't know. It was just so lovely. It worked It felt well. very like family. Totally. And I looked forward to every single Sunday. I think anyone who's part of, been part of that show in any way kind of feels yeah. like that. It very much feels like this massive thing is now missing. Yeah. But sorry, on the topic of, you know, you kind of adapting to the person's energy when they're in the chair in front of mm. you. Because as you say, you're in their space so much. Yeah. And you can feel from them how they're feeling, right? So one question I wanted to ask you. Obviously, you do so <laughs> many brides. Yes. And that's a stressful time for some, some people. So I'm sure some brides are great at being calm. Others are mm. really nervous. Have you ever painted a bride's face and felt like they don't want to be there? Ooh. <laughs> I really want to know this. Do you know what? Brides, I have to say, 100%, all of my brides are gorgeous. Yeah. I love them. Sometimes the only thing I've ever seen happen is that they get so nervous like I I say to them like, oh my God, you're doing the bride breathe. What's that? They go. <sighs> and they just keep doing it. And I'm Audibly. Like, yeah. I'm like, you're nervous, aren't you? And they're like, yeah, how do you know? And I'm like, you're doing the breathing thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. 
Oh my God. So I'm like, just calm down. It's fine. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. And every single bride is like, do you know what I'm worried about? And I'm like, what? They're like walking up the aisle. I can't cope. Like everyone looking at me. I'm not able for it. And I'm like, pretend you're Beyonce. I was yes. like, this is your Beyonce moment. <laughs> I was like, you are never going to have this again. Yeah. You're walking up the aisle and everyone that loves you is in that room. It's not hatred, it's love. And yeah. I was like, I am telling you now the energy you feel when you walk up the aisle is second to none. You're never going to feel it again. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the way Beyonce feels when she goes on stage. Oh my God, every time. It's like that love just like coming at you. Because I was like, it's not like you're walking up Grafton Street with strangers kind of going, <laughs> oh my God, stay to her. <laughs> What's she wearing? <laughs> it's actually the people you love. Yeah, you forget that. The people that. I love and like, you know, they're dying to see what you're wearing. They're dying to see your hair, your makeup, the whole thing put together. And it's like, I say this again to brides, every time I do a makeup trial, I'm like, don't take this as being what you're going to look like. Yeah. Because for some reason on the day, magic happens. Yeah, this glow comes out yes. of people. Magic happens. Is it just happiness? It's happiness. It's like, I suppose a little bit of nerves added in. Yeah. It's the fact that your hair, makeup, Tan. Skin, tan, dress, everything is together. Yeah. Like when you do someone's makeup and you don't have all the other elements, it can look a bit like, oh yeah, it's it's makeup. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. lovely, but like it's not the big the look. picture. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. But coming back to vibes on the day. Yes. Go on. <laughs> Some brides get so nervous oh that they'll have like a bit too much to drink. Stop. Yeah. Oh God. And I'm like, that, Calm yeah. Down with the drink. Stop. Yeah. I can see that happening. Yeah. Because like, well, I always recommend a drink, like have a glass of Prosecco, <laughs> you know, where you're kind of calming a little bit. Yeah. But it's too much. It's like, no, no, no. Have you ever had someone like, like blue bus <laughs> going up the aisle? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And how about them and names? But... <laughs> <laughs> and what do the family and bridesmaids act like? Would they be panicking? I don't no, it, do you know what? It's more, <laughs> it's happened a good bit, to be honest. It's not like, it's not rare. Isn't it? No. Now, there are some brides who are very good and they're like, no, 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 I'm not having a drink. I said I'd wait till after the ceremony and yeah. whatever. And that's all fine. And, but like some do. It's like, and even the dads can be, you know, the enablers where they're like, have a whiskey, it'd be grand, you know, this Stop. type of thing. And they're like, okay, knocking it back. It's like, please don't. Don't. Do Paul is like, this is my work of art. You won't look like Stop a work of art. with my canvas. But yeah. Um, really? There was one bride I had, now this was years ago, so she probably won't even remember herself. <laughs> Go on. It was years ago, but... Oh my God, I'd met this girl a few times because she was a client of mine. Yeah. Gorgeous girl. And she was like, had every single thing planned within, oh my God, like I cannot even describe everything she had done for this wedding. Yeah. Like nothing was left to the, like it was just perfect. She had like names on champagne bottles. She had like everything. She thrown every penny at this wedding. Like, yeah. Everything was perfect. And I remember I'd done her makeup for her her trial, but also for her hen party. And then like, I think she had like a rehearsal dinner. There was like a few times where I'd done her makeup. 
and I was like oh my god I've never known anyone to be so organized you are like amazing and she was like oh I just she had like now this was years ago so before you know now everyone does the like the bridal presents yes. and all that but this was kind of a new thing okay so she had every bride every bridesmaid had their own champagne with their name on it they had bags with like absolutely everything they would need for the day she'd got them their powder their lipstick all of which I had recommended to her. Right. And then on the morning of the wedding, I walked into the suite and I was like, oh, where's the bride? And the mom was like, just the face on her. I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? So I'm like, okay, just like carry on. And I was like, so who's first for makeup and all this? Like, And then I looked over in the corner and there's the poor bride in a heap on a chair. And I was like, is everything okay? And the mom was like, we're not talking to her. And I was like, what? The bride? I was like, why? <laughs> she goes, but even the groom was in the room. And I was like, this is really strange. What like, a- why is he here? So basically, they had had this rehearsal, oh, God. drinks and dinner oh, type God. of thing in the hotel. Yeah. And then she just started talking to this like couple at the bar. They were doing shots. They were doing like absolute, like every kind of drink under the sun yeah competitions everything and the husband went over and went I think it's time you went to bed and she was like leave me alone <laughs> no 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 so he was like well I'm going to bed so I'll see you in the morning at the aisle yeah so she basically got back up to her hotel room at seven in the morning no, no, and no. I arrived at eight no so that was her in a heap on a chair KO'd I had to do her makeup while she was asleep. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> I did. Stop it. Yeah. While she slept it off. Yeah. And did she wake? I mean, she looked amazing. <laughs> it was probably the best way to do someone's makeup because she was so still. I was like, this is amazing. Oh my. I was just like, there she's like. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was like, I'm going to get every bride to do this from now on. <laughs> yeah, just, just, get, just have a nap. sleep and I'll do your makeup. And did she get up the aisle? She did. Just about? She did, but like there was war. Like oh everyone my. was annoyed with her. Everyone. And then it was like all, but the thing was, I knew what had happened to her. She yeah. had just gotten. Yeah. She crumbled. She so, at the, yeah. Exactly. It was like the last hurdle. Yeah. She went down. The perfection. <laughs> That's really hard. Yeah. You can see how it would happen. Totally. I felt so sorry for her. Like I even said to them, I was like, stop giving her a hard time. Yeah. I was like, you guys don't understand what she's been doing in the background. Yeah. And I was like, this can happen. Yeah. And I always say to people like, and it's like the question you asked me, is there any brides who are just like on the day? And everyone asks this as well. They're like, what about bridezillas? I'm like, no. No. You don't get a bridezilla on the day of the wedding. The bridezilla moment happens maybe the day before or the week before. Yeah. And thankfully, I'm not there for that. Like, <laughs> You're like, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Theron and Friends with me, Theron Garrahy, in the company of my fabulous friends, Mark Megan and Paula Callum. I really hope you enjoyed it. And I know we say this over and over again, but if you did enjoy it and you do love the show, I would massively appreciate a rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of Theron and Friends is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco.